Talk at nine with Gushwal Brooks on seven o two for the curious. It is uh, five minutes past 10 o'clock. Welcome back. You're listening to Gershwell here on Talk at 9. Great to be in your company. And uh, very interesting conversations that we've had thus far. So anyway, what's going to happen up next? And this is a very interesting one, a collaboration. Imagine this, a, a collaboration between uh, Gift of the Givers and Vonderboom. Uh, not Vonderboom in Pretoria, but Vonderboom the band, uh, which is an interesting, interesting one. But we're going to start with the conversation with Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman from Gift of the Givers. Uh, just in an effort to understand what it is uh, that they've been doing with COVID-19, we are looking at uh, definitely somewhat of a humanitarian crisis here. And the key question that we have to ask ourselves is what is being done at this stage, uh, considering that it's something that we've been talking about quite a bit. Uh, the fact that people are staying at home, people are not working, people are finding themselves in a horrible uh, situation. And the key question that we have to ask ourselves ultimately out of this is what is being done to support people who find themselves in difficult times at this stage. And then obviously the next issue is what are some of the creative means uh, that that can be found in dealing with uh, the uh, you, you know the humanitarian crisis that we have at this stage, and uh, gift of the givers and vulnerable teaming up is definitely one of those. It's a very interesting initiative. I'm looking forward to that conversation. But as I said, uh, it's six minutes past ten o'clock. Let me kick off the conversation uh, with Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman. Seven o two talk at nine with Gushwal Brooks. Chairperson and founder of Gift of the Givers, Dr. Imtia Suleiman. Doctor, thank you for joining us, and um, it's always great chatting to you. Uh, great. Good evening, Kashwal. Uh, thank you for having me on your show. So, uh, Doc, I mean, the obvious question to ask is, uh, you know, with, with COVID-19 and with um, a mass unemployment, people, uh, you know, the concerns around hunger and all of those things, what is Gift of the Givers doing at this stage uh, around its relief efforts for COVID-19 in South Africa? Our, our interventions are multi-pronged. On the one side, you have to balance the medical needs, the hunger needs, the water needs, and many other factors, testing. So we looked at a multi-approach to the COVID itself. Before lockdown, our primary focus was healthcare, front, frontline healthcare workers. And that doesn't mean doctors only. It means the nurses, the porters, everybody in the hospital who has a chance of being exposed, the human, they could take the disease home to their families, so all of them had to be protected. So we started off initially getting supplies that will be what we call PPEs, the personal protective equipment, the masks and the coveralls, the gloves, the sanitizers for the medical personnel itself. Whilst that was happening, mm. some of the bigger hospitals then decided, which was a good decision, that let's treat in the frontline areas where the hotspots are, let's treat the patients, don't allow any patient into the hospital, treat them outside first or scan them outside first before we allow them into the hospital in case they're COVID-19 positive and they can make the non-COVID patients more ill in the hospitals. So like that, we've put up almost 30 tents wow. in various hospitals and those things are working exceptionally well. That was also part of the medical intervention. Then we came to the next phase. We said, look, people must go for testing. But at that time earlier, in, in around that period when the president first made the speech around the 15th of March, Mm. When we checked, the tests were very expensive. Many laboratories were charging 1450 And we found that people will not voluntarily go for tests because, remember, a lot of people just have ordinary flu symptoms, even though they're positive. So now when you have flu generally, you don't go to the doctor with something mild. You go to the chemist, you buy something, and you wait and you get better. 
in this case, the problem is that disease that you're carrying may be okay with you. But if it goes to some elderly person or a family friend, it, it could be, or, or some other family person or anybody else, mm, it could be mm. a killer. So we are encouraging people to go and, and do testing, but not to go to the hospital because we need that money to have to keep for the poorer people because hospital services are already overloaded. And we encourage people to go, and we brought the test down to 750, and now it's even 650, and we've had a phenomenal response. And especially now, when you see what's happening in Western Cape, parts of Joburg and Eastern Cape, Corporate companies that are going back to work want to mass test their staff. So we're getting huge requests, and indeed we've been testing close to 2,000 people in the last six or seven days. So that's another intervention. But whilst looking after COVID-19 intervention, the hunger crisis came in. Mm-hmm. Up to 26 March, we had the problems. You had the unemployed people. You had you know, the, the job losses in the country. You had people who had no means of income. You had all those issues, which was, in inverted commas, normal for South Africa. The normal changed on the 26th of, of March. People had money. Those who got paid were fortunate enough to get paid for the month, and maybe a week or two later, had some money. The grant money came through. And, of course, we knew by two weeks after that period, the hunger is going to start. And that's exactly what happened. So we then put up a program to start feeding, to prepare 100,000 food parcels. That's only the initial intervention, 100,000 food parcels, and we set up 100 feeding schemes. When I say set up, we didn't set it up. We're supporting 100 feeding schemes that virtually feed almost 800 to 900 people a day, sometimes 1,200 people, sometimes 600 people, depending on the, the, the center. That was part of the program itself. And the tragedy of all this is the pool of hungry people or people who are not dependent on food, who are economically self-sufficient, the middle class has now joined the ranks of those who become dependent on the food parcel. And it's a very, very simple equation formula. A guy has only so much of money Mm, to meet mm. his monthly expenses. He runs a corner shop, he runs a shop in the mall, and of course the mall is completely imbalanced, where the anchor tenants pay a much lower price and the smaller shops pay a much higher price. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in those shops, the guys are selling something, and now the block comes, you can't sell this, you can't sell that, you can't sell that. The staff can't come to work, people can't come, the shops get closed. There's no reserve, and the Reserve Bank and the and, and, and Bank Society in general have been seeing for years. South Africa's biggest problem is that we don't have savings. We don't save money. And people don't, everything on the credit cards and everything is mixed. So an, an, an electrician who works not for a big company by himself, he's got his two staff, He's got his equipment, he fixes things, a couple of jobs in a month, plumber, same story, a mechanic who fixes some cars in his yard, or a panel beater. For one month, if he doesn't work, he doesn't have the means to pay his rent, his installments, his school fees for kids. Of course, there's no school fees at school at the moment, and no food and no medical care. Not that many people are going for medical care at the moment either. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, a lot of people who will not be dependent on food have now become dependent on food. And... The calls we receive, Kashwal, you know, we've put up toll free lines. One is our normal counseling line. Mm-hmm. We have problems with all kinds of issues, mental issues, drug issues, those issues. 99% of those calls were, can you give me a food parcel? She was. And, and my email at any one time is sitting at 8,000 emails at any one time. I've got multiple staff working on it. It's just like we're wasting our time, nothing's happening. And all the requests are, can you give me food? It's a foreign national. It's other people, all hungry. People said, we don't normally need food. But the situation has made us totally dependent. A guy sends me a message this morning. 
says, my friend, please, I'm a foreign national. Mm. Because mm. there's lockdown, I can't operate. Can you even do something for my five-year-old child? Yes. I need to give him something to eat. But a message like that is not isolated. There's thousands like that. On Thursday night, in a place called Nomzamo in Cape, we broke the rules. We worked beyond 8 o'clock. And we said, no, we're not going to stop. Either we follow the rules or we let people go hungry. And we said, sorry, humanitarian law comes above other laws. People were in the line. They stood, old people. It took us nine hours because of the social distancing issue. And people were old just to deliver 1,250 food parcels. But at half past 12 at night, well, after 8 o'clock, it got late. But to the credit of the SAPS and the SANDF, they yeah. were there with yeah. us. They knew that the, 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 the time had passed. They said, but this is important. With this humanitarian, we're going to call in more enforcements to help us. And they worked with us till half past one in the morning. No, that sounds great. That sounds great. And one, I mean, one last point. At half past yeah. 12, one lady takes a food parcel. She says, I'm going home now to wake my kids up to tell them we got food. Mm. No, I mean, it's, 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 it sounds hectic, uh, Doc, but the one thing that I wanted to find out from you is, I mean, in terms of where we're going and where we're heading, the tra- trajectory of all of this, right? Um, what do you predict? How do you see this whole thing playing out? Because I feel that your organization, Gift of the Givers, would probably have a much bigger role to play into the future. Well, I've made an announcement two or three days ago. I made some kind of statement. And I said, it's time to lift the lockdown completely in provinces, where there's no high count of the virus. And I said, we need to do that because all these people that we make independent should go back to normal economic activity. Do you find the Northwest Province, Limpopo, Northern Cape, parts of Free State, Pomalanga, don't have much virus. And over the last weeks of the 1st of March till now, the count has been very low. And if you can control that count effectively, you can actually start opening those areas for full training but prevent people from moving from those provinces to the high-level provinces. And there's only 10 areas of hotspots that we mention all the time. It's parts of Johannesburg, Ikuruleni, parts of Shwane, parts of central Cape Town, Itekwini, Ilembe, you know, and Cape Town itself covered by Kailicha, Mitchell's Plain, Tigerberg, all those areas, and parts of Eastern Cape where the virus is in abundance. So those areas become high-risk areas. You have a control opening of those areas. But the other areas, they can be full economic activity because, remember, in a country, you don't have only one issue to deal with. COVID-19 is only one issue. We have TB. We have gender-based mm. violence. We have cancers. We have people who need surgery, elective surgery. If you delay that surgery, they can get complicated. Mm-hmm. Or aren't they entitled to be seen too? Should the focus only be on one virus that you know, may affect 2% of the population. So that's something we've got to look at very seriously. And some people, remember the emotional strain and the mental strain. You're a father. You've got kids at home. Yeah. You suddenly tell them, I've got no job. I can't give you food. Mm. I can't send you to school. I can't buy you school clothes. I can't buy you winter clothes. I can't do anything. But daddy, but you were okay till two weeks ago. What happened now? What happens to the self-esteem of a man who knows he has the potential to earn, but now has to stretch his hand out for a food parcel? the mental health situation, all those things have to be factored in. We can't face, base everything in the country on one virus issue only. That's wrong.
that Jeez, needs to be Doc, you, you're talking about that. I mean, you, what about the fact that you're stuck at home the whole time with those very same kids who are used to the idea of going to school, who are used to the idea of being able to, uh, you know, deal with other human beings? And now, you know, obviously we know this, these are exceptional circumstances, but it's still a difficult situation. So what I just wanted to do at this stage um, is, of course, you and Vonerboom are collaborating. So I have Sito on the line um, via Skype. Sito, good evening and thank you for joining us, man. Hey, Gushwal, I'm very well, and, and uh, thank you for having me on. Hello, Imtiaz. Uh, it's an Hello, honor to be on the same uh, conversation with you, let alone work with you. That's great. Thank you very much. Great stuff. So, gentlemen, and, and I'll ask you, Sito, maybe to talk to this issue. How, how are you guys collaborating? I mean, it's, it's a bit of an interesting collab between Vonner Boom and, um, and, 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 and <laughs> Gift of the Givers. That's a wonder. <laughs> well, look... Um, uh, look, you've built it. You've built it up quite nicely. The anticipation is, has come to the point now where I got to explain what's going on. But basically, um, we're doing our first live stream performance. Uh, you know, we've obviously, like uh, all the other musicians in this country and the world, uh, we've had to cancel all of our shows, and uh, we don't know when we're going to be uh, congregating again and playing in public again. And it's something that we've been meaning to do for a couple of years now: is embrace the live stream. Uh, technology, um, the platform. Um, so we're doing our first performance on Friday, the 29th of May at 8 p.m. South Africa time. Um, we've done it all above board. We've complied up until now and we've got permits and everything else. And we're going to give a, a one hour performance. Um, a lot of the live streams that have been out there, uh, most of them have been free. Um, some of them have been working with a ticketing uh, platform, t- uh, ticketing platforms um, where you buy a ticket and, and it, it sort of secures you a, a viewership of a performance and all that. And we decided to do it free, but with a donation link um, that is obviously going to raise funds for Gift of the Givers and cover our costs for the production and our performance. Um we are going live on YouTube Live, on Facebook Live, on Instagram Live, and then a particular station is also going to be broadcasting it live. Uh, I won't say it uh, right now, but uh, you can do your research and check it out. <laughs> for sure, for sure. L- l- I'm, I'm going to bring uh, uh, I'm going to bring Doctor uh, Doctor M T Suleiman back to this one. I mean, what does this mean for you, Doctor? Well, you know, as I said, this is an interesting collaboration, and it's. Uh, I was expecting to hear that you would be on bass or maybe drums for for Vonderboom, but it turns out that this is another type of of collaboration. What does this do? For you? <laughs> what does this do for you? Well, it's you know it's it's fantastic. It shows the South African spirit. You know, with, with all the gloom and all the difficulty and all the hardship, it shows South Africans are very creative, and the generosity, the Ubuntu spirit of South Africans are coming out. As the gentleman said, there is no charge for this. And that's another strange thing about this country. There's so many people who haven't been earning money, but the generosity of the public that has been coming forward, it's incredible to think, you know what, we should be saving for the days that we don't have. And people have just been pouring their hearts out in cash and in kind. And this is just another such initiative. We're very happy to be associated with Ronald Bomb. We're very happy that they've come up with this idea and hope it, you know, it gives spirit to other people to come up with similar ideas, be it in the music field or sports or culture, whatever it may be, that we as South Africans, the only way we're going to fix this country up is to do it together. 
holding each other's hands and helping each other. Final questions there for you, Doc. I mean, obviously, I'm going to ask Sito to give us more of the details when I continue the conversation with him. But for you, um, how do people get a hold of Gift of the Givers? What assistance can they provide during this period with uh, specifically uh, COVID-19? Well, let's do this two ways. The one is 0800 786 That's our toll-free line, 0800 786 You can visit our Facebook or website, you know, giftofthegivers.org. People can visit us there. And the, the support has, has been coming has been in, in two forms, generally. One is in cash contributions, and the other is in kind. But, of course, kind is big volumes from big companies. It's not possible to pick up one ton year or two tons a day in, in mm. different areas. That's not practical. We're going to lose too much time when we need to deliver. But a lot of shops have got initiatives. Woolworths have got a big initiative. Some other companies have got initiatives where the items are collected and given to us and it's used throughout the country. That's, you know, big initiatives. The other big thing, whilst we're talking on, as we know, Tigerberg has been in, in trouble. There's been difficulty there. Well, I'm not in trouble, but I mean, there's huge challenges there. Mm. And this week we're focusking on, on, on Tigerberg. I've been speaking to the authorities there and looking at a, ma- a major intervention there this coming week. And also a major intervention in the Eastern Cape you know, a lot of the health facilities require assistance. We've done it already, but on a second much major drive this week because the numbers are climbing there. And also a huge food distribution in many, many areas in Eastern Cape starting tomorrow. 100%. All the best to you, Doc. Uh, as always, great work that you're doing. We'll stay up to date with you and, and obviously make sure that we check in with you when uh, big items come up, which is always the case with you. Thank you for giving us your time this evening. Thanks a lot. And thanks to Wonder Warm and all the best for your performance on the 29th. Oh, thank you, Imtiaz. I hope you watch. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, Doc, before I let you go, will you just repeat the toll-free number one last time and then I'll continue my conversation with Sito. 0800-786-911. Great one. Thank you so much. All the best to you. Thank you. Bye. Great one. That was uh, Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman, uh, Chairman and Founder of Gift of the Givers. Coming back to you, Sito, I mean, this is a wonderful initiative. And, and just to sort of uh, give you a bit of history, uh, Vonnerboom, I, I became aware and alive to Vonnerboom uh, when I was still in high school. So, so you have a, a long-standing uh, legacy with, with, with people like me. So well done on you on this one. I mean, it's wonderful to hear that you, you uh, during this very difficult period, when uh, musicians and artists especially have lost their means of income through live performances, etc., etc., are coming together to support an initiative like this. Well, you know... Um Vonnerboom has always been a band uh, where we could use our platform uh, for goodwill. Um, we've done a lot of stuff for animal charities and orphanages and uh, uh, wherever we could throughout the years that we've been going. Um, and we felt like this would be a great opportunity to unite our fans, the country. Um, a lot of our fans who are overseas as well could see us, uh, you know, uh, no matter where they are in the world, if they want to contribute, they can still contribute. Um, and, you know, when we were thinking about which beneficiary would be great, uh, Gift of the Givers was just like a no-brainer. Um, they've been doing such amazing work for so many years. I have so much respect for Dr. Suleiman and the selfless uh the selfless relief aid and, and work that they've done throughout the years throughout South Africa. Um, you know, mm. I think it's just, it's just a great opportunity. And if not 
if anything, just to bring some awareness to what they're doing and allowing people to at least connect to them and, and contribute towards them, you know, outside of the events. Um, and for us, you know, it's, we, it's a new thing for us, the live streaming thing. So mm. we're going to try, we're going to try and create this wonder world for an hour and put together a, a kick-ass set list and, you know, try to, uh, you know, try to please our fans with the classics, but you know, play some play some new material, and and hopefully for that one hour we can unify as many South Africans as possible for a great cause. No, it sounds great, mate. I mean, for me, it it just sounds absolutely phenomenal. Now, having messed around with guitars and drums and things like that, uh, you know, at, at university many many years ago, uh, yeah. not being good at it whatsoever, it's tough to get a whole, you know, four at least four guys together, and and make them <laughs> sound remotely uh, coherent in the same room. Now, you guys are professionals. You've been doing this for years. Um, I bet you there's many songs that you can play without even thinking of what chords you have to play, what notes you have to play. But I'm sure it must be tough. How, how are you going to get through this as a band, as a group? Um, yeah. You know, with uh, I, I assume in different locations, maintaining sort of some form of social distancing. Or are you guys saying, okay, let's get together in one venue and, and, and do this one show and then depart after that? So we're working with a... Um with a production company called Norwood Productions, who um, have uh, done a JV with us as well, so it's a it's it's relatively new for them with regards to the rock and roll broadcast. They've been doing some corporate stuff, um, and it's a studio that we're uh, doing shooting it in. Um, it's a very uh, sort of minimal crew, minimal personnel that are going to be there, uh, going through the whole proper hygiene protocol. Um, which we're adhering to, and when it gets to the actual performance, we're gonna. It's the the challenge really is that there's gonna be no crowd in front of us. Um, it's basically gonna be us as if we're in a rehearsal room jamming nonstop, um, and hopefully not making many mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, what's the jam session without someone sort of uh, you know making that one mistake, going off key, and then? Uh, the rest of the band having to salvage the situation. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what an awesome jam session is, isn't it? But- yeah, yeah. It's, it, we're, we're human after all. The cool <laughs> thing about the live the, the live streaming factor, and we, you know, we are obviously dis- uh, discussing whether we should pre-record it and broadcast it. Um, but as you say, we've been doing this for years, so I think we really believe in the magic that we create when we perform live. Yeah, yeah. And the cool, the cool thing about the live streaming factor is that people can interact and send us messages and we're going to have uh, our manager sort of uh, receiving all of these messages and calling them out and hopefully I can, in between songs, can acknowledge, uh, you know, contributors and people that are watching and saying hello so they could feel like they're part of uh, the performance as well. So, Sita, one of the biggest challenges for any band is longevity and, and being able to stick together. I mean, whether it is, uh, you know, the casual rock fan that, that, that watched the Queen movie and saw how difficult it was for Queen to gel together and stay together, whether it be the Beatles and Yoko, you know, being blamed for breaking up the Beatles and, uh, you know, whatever else, whatever other... Uh, rock and roll trope you can mention the, the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers seemingly in the early 80s not being able to keep their band members alive for long enough you know 
Um, yeah, yeah. All of those uh, coming to play. How did you guys manage to stick around for 20... Uh, I understand this is your 24th year, which gives away my age and yours more so. How long have you <laughs> yeah, guys been... Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> how have you guys been able to, to, to glue the, the, the band together and stay together as, as a coherent, cohesive group, especially in an era where, sadly enough, a lot of kids don't actually know real rock? Well, I think what keeps us together for so long is the fact that we are, we're like a family, we're, we're brothers, and um, we've been jamming music together through highs and lows, and we just love writing, recording, and performing together, first, for, first and foremost. Um, mm. And then everything else is sort of, uh, is sort of like a bonus, you know? Um, when we have great, when we had great record sales, or you know, packed out performances, or you know, the opportunity to open for Guns and Roses a couple of years ago, like all of those moments, just they just reaffirm our belief in what we have, the chemistry that we have, the brotherhood that we have, and the magic that we create on stage. You know, one day you and I should have a conversation about whether rock and roll is dead. I was having a chat with, you know, with, with my father about this recently. And um, I was just saying that, I, I don't know, for me personally, it feels like the good old days of uh, a lead guitar, bass, uh, probably yeah. some rhythm, you know, and obviously the lead singer as well as drums. Those days just not, aren't there anymore. No, you know, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm really not poo-pooing on young musicians out there, but really guys, we, can, we yeah. should go beyond the latest version of Windows to determine how, how good we are <laughs> with, with our music ability there. Um, I mean, that, uh, that, that for me is absolutely stunning, but let's get back to, I guess, the actual performance, um, and, and, yeah. you know, how things are going to work. Just to repeat that quickly, how do people access this? I mean, that for me would be great. How do people, access it see uh, the actual show itself how do they donate um how do they benefit from it because in as much it is as it is you know you're able to log on and technically yep. watch it for free that's not the idea behind this is it now well it you know the, the reason why the other reason why we made it for free is that we want to get as many viewers as possible and we don't want money to be the reason that they don't partake in this because let's face it, we, we, you know, this, this pandemic has really just turned our world upside down. And, you know, those who we think would have money actually might be struggling and can't, don't have cash flow or, or whatever. Um, so that's why we've left it sort of open. And then there are people who, who do have money and can contribute and are going to feel drawn to contribute more than just watching a show. Uh, they might want to give, you know, generously more towards, you know, the cause than the actual performance. So we've made it as simple as possible. Um, basically, we funneled everything to go to our website. There's a link there. Um, and our website is vonneboom.coza. Very easy to find. But if you're on Facebook and you look up Vonneboom Band and you go onto our page, there's a link there for the event. Uh, you just got to click on there. It's very, very easy. Um, if you're on YouTube and you look up our our YouTube channel, Vonnebuem, um, you go onto the channel there and all the info is there. There's a link that you just got to click on and there you go. Um, if you don't have access to uh, the video aspect like uh, a laptop or, mm -hmm. or, a P or a PC or something like that, or you're not connected to the net, then uh, Mix93 uh, FM are broadcasting it live awesome. for an hour uh, from 8 to 9. No, um, so you can at least listen. And the other thing is um, you, can, you can start the, the, the event is live now. So people have already started contributing, which is really cool. We saw that 
positively when we made the uh, announcement last week. Um, and so if you want to donate now, you, you can really you can start right now and go ahead. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we want people to tell their friends and family all over the country and all over the world, because we know there's lots of South Africans in Australia and New Zealand and the States and the UK, uh, you know, Dubai, they're like mm, all over mm. the place feeling nostalgic. And, you know, we want to give them a good old fashioned Vonnerboom rock and roll show. Remembering uh, Vonnerboom itself, you know, I mean, that's absolutely yeah. stunning, mate. I think it's, 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 it's really a great effort on your side. Just one last thing that I wanted to touch on. Obviously, as you said, it's been a while. You guys have been around for quite some time. Um, there's obviously going to be the good old stuff that uh, some of us grew up listening to. But then at the same time, is there anything new out there? I understand that there's a new single that we have lined up ready to play with your permission. Yeah, man. Yeah, actually, we it's all impromptu. We were gonna, we we're actually officially releasing it next Friday. Um, so you guys are playing it for the first time, and we're Ooh. very proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a it's a song called Rabbit Hole. It's quite introspective, but it's beautiful, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. Dude, listen, thank you so much. Well done on you, by the way. And I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for the event. Um, and uh, listen, for me, it's absolutely stunning to, to, to be able to speak to you, Sito, someone that I listened to thank when you, I was still Joshua. in high school. Um, and, and you still well, got don't it. don't stop listening, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never lose the faith. I'll never lose the faith, mate. Listen, thank you so much. All the best to you. Here's Rabbit Hole by Vonnerboer. Thank you, brother.